This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hi, everybody. Today, Kelly and I would like to talk with you about kids and electronics. Yes. Yeah, this is always a hot topic. It's amazing how much the information has changed. Or if you Google this, you can find endless, endless articles. The most recent, like somebody's writing something on this multiple times a day at this point. It's there's not a right answer, right, Jess? Yeah, screens are everywhere. Phones, tablets, ebooks, computers, handheld game systems. It's nearly impossible to keep screens away from our children. It can be really beneficial and positive. And so we just wanted to um, talk about our struggles, talk about yeah. systems that we've set up to try yeah. to keep our kids healthy and safe, um, and maybe give you some ideas on something that might work for you. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Let us know if, if, if we missed something and, and there's something that you use with your kids that you you find yeah, that, that really helpful be awesome yeah so tune in so we started school this week now i have a high schooler oh yeah that's coming up for us too oh my goodness i don't even know what to say about having a high schooler it's very crazy well can we talk just real quick about your um how is it getting them to school today i know it was a little bumpy yesterday i I'm overwhelmed. I actually can't complain. I watched the news today and there was another charter school that it took parents two hours for pickup. And our pickup is pretty seamless, but it's just like there's more traffic. And so normally it takes us 12 to 13 minutes to get to school. And now it takes 16 to 17 and it's very congested. So today we left like 12 minutes earlier than yesterday. And then I did a different drop-off spot and they were all very happy with the drop-off spot. So everybody got to school very early today and Dominic's in middle school now and Gio's in elementary and Gio this morning was like, I wish Dominic could still go to school with me. Is it just a huge campus? Oh, you mean just Seems as far like... as trying to get in there? Yeah. I think there's a, a good amount of kids that walk. It's just, um, it's very difficult to describe, but there's just like, um, to get near the school, you're once you turn in that area, you're like in that area and you can't yeah. get out. Okay. And um it's not um the best area in the world. Yeah. So, but kids bike are they're like it's looks like brand new homes and then older homes. And so uh I think Dominic's friend biked to school one day, but we're way too far. I don't know about other people. We're, we're way gotcha. too far to gotcha. back, but anyway, so no. So that's been the thing. Um, interesting. I felt terrible. We were very late yesterday. Um, it wasn't us. It was traffic, um, just completely unexpected traffic. It normally takes us, like I said, um, 15 minutes to get there. It took us like 35, 40 minutes to get there. So um, just felt terrible. You know, that feeling of being the late weight and being of, rushed yeah. and just, but that was their first day of middle school first day of high school and then them being late they weren't marked tardy but you know you know gabby is like you and she doesn't want like anyone to look at her and i was like i'm so sorry were you late and she goes everyone was looking at me when i walked in and oh, she said it was like no. the classroom was just full of kids and she said she had to like climb over someone and she stepped on their backpack um and oh. then you know dominic's just different and doesn't he didn't care you know, doesn't as much. really care as much like he said he was um 
there were people that came in after him because there were a lot of kids who were late because it was just unexpected. But well, I'm sorry that um, happened to you, anyway. and I'm sorry that happened to them. Yes, but we did a meditation. I will. That was, I think, after we did the meditation, uh -huh. the the Reiki meditation with Jana, I felt so much better, and also I was able to text them. They can have their phones during lunch, and I was able to to text and check say, in on both of them. Were you Mark Tardy or you know whatever? And and it's good that Gabby didn't respond to me at all because that means she's talking to her friends and having fun and has already forgotten about it. Yeah. Do yeah. you think in uh, some ways? Um, as we get older, things are weightier than they are as kids. Like kids shake stuff off where we like tend to, it tends to stay with us as baggage. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would say when it comes to our kids, like if I, because that was my fault and I put them in that situation. Well, I know it's my fault, but I mean, ultimately it's my fault. You know, like if you, when you're the boss, ultimately it's on you, right? I mean, that was on me. And so I think I. Yeah, but like it sat with you like for a longer period of time versus right. them guilt. Right? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Because I think it had to do with my kids. I, for myself, I'm late. Um, to things I get behind with my schedule at work quite a bit. And it's just like, I'm behind. It happens. What are you going to do? You know, I think mm -hmm. in, for me, it's okay when it impacts other people that sits with me a long time. Yeah. How about me you too, for sure. Tons. Yeah. And I, yeah. And you don't start school till next week. Yep. This is our and final week. Change. Boys are going to a different school. A new school. Yeah. They're very excited. Um, they're just excited about the superficial things, mostly like no uniforms. And um, my seventh grader is under the impression there's no homework. So that's good. <laughs> uh, whatever we can do to convince them to move schools. Well, it's so interesting because, and they're going to be going to public school, right? Yes. And I was, I was editing the Untamed book club for August. And um, I'm so, I'm so happy for you because um, you'll have to check it out, Kel, once edited to hear uh, a lot of um, like stress for you. Like, and part of the podcast, it was like, oh, this is so great. They go to Catholic school. And then there was some stuff that was like, let me tell you about the school my kids are going to like I could it's funny you can feel the vibe which obviously led to you guys making a choice to send your kids to a different school but I think we can listen to the evolution of our life by going back and listening to podcasts oh yeah <laughs> where, right where, what headspace we were in at that oh time. my gosh definitely still trying to come out of that bad bad mental place so my kids have you know a couple more days of brain rotting um, how is it for your kids? Speaking of, you know, today's topic, which is kids and electronics. And when I think about kids and electronics, I really think about kids and video games and kids and like gaming stuff. Um, but that's because that's a lot of where my kids are. Um, every age is different, but how is it for your kids making that transition? Well, and that's interesting. Like when I said that they have, they can have their phones during lunch and I was asking them about their school policy and their school policy, which is interesting. They cannot have their phones in their back pockets. Like they, their phone has to be in their backpack at all times and they can only be on their phone during lunch. So that's interesting okay, um, and great. I'm happy about that. Um, and so I was telling them even um, during school, you know, I was telling Dominic, you know, a couple of your friends, don't have phones. So I don't want you on your phone at lunch. You should be, you know, talking to them and interacting with your friends. Um, for me, electronics is everything. Like to me, 
too much of anything isn't good, right? So like if I had a kid that was obsessed with the TV show and binge watching, I would be concerned with that. Right now I have concerns with my seven-year-old and YouTube. So mine isn't necessarily video games. It's like a tablet, a screen, a phone, an app, um, anything that I feel like they're um, kind of addicted to. Yeah. And that makes me concerned about it. So it's kind of any type of screen. Well, and I, I feel like, and everyone will say, but I mean, COVID definitely changed the dynamics so much with, I think the attitude towards screens and just the fact that everybody resorted to them and it became more acceptable. And now it's trying to figure out how to work within that. Also our kids, the kids were on screens a lot more. They're on, you know, when we were touring the new school, the principal was like, we're trying to like, cause the third graders get Chromebooks. And she said, you know, we're really trying to actually reduce, you know, screens and trying to like pull away from it more, you know, just because that's all that they were on. And so it's a very normal thing for them versus like trying to just interact with people. Well, and for social skills, I mean, we do know kids were negatively impacted for social skills and Dominic in sixth grade is in a new class. Um, and it is called Claws. And I was asking, is that a new class for sixth graders? And they were like, yeah, we were noticing kids were coming back and they were noticing some really negative social interactions and, and, and kids lagging a little bit and what was expected of them socially. So they have a new class, um, caring, leader, accountability, willing, safe. So that's interesting. That's what hmm. Claws stands for. But so what's their mascot to that? Is that? What do they have a mascot? That's like a, we do we're cougars. Okay. So that all cool. goes that ties together. Thank Kelly. you. I was just concerned. Hopefully you weren't like a smart. It was obviously a woman, mm -hmm. the knights or something. That. And I'd be like, class. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think, um, I've always been concerned about screens. Um, because I noticed Dominic who is 11 now used to be on whatever, let's say it was a Kindle. Let's say it was Nintendo, whatever he was on when he was little. And then we would have like behavioral problems. And, you know, I was an adolescent therapist for a while, for a good 15 years. And um, I would see there are just certain kids and certain personalities that it's like when they're playing a video game, it's like they're not, it's like they leave reality for a little bit and then they have a hard time coming back. So there, I think there's like certain personalities and certain kids that when they're on a screen too much, um, there's like behavioral problems. And so that started when Dominic was like four. And so at those times I was very limited. Like you can get 20 minutes at a time. Like I was just very limited timing him. Um, and I just never had those concerns for Gabby. Um, and, and for Dominic or for, I'm sorry for Giovanni, his is YouTube. He wants YouTube all the time. He wants to watch people play Minecraft and it used to be unboxing videos, but now it's watching people build Minecraft worlds. So those are, those are our struggles with screens right now. How about for you? Well, I think it goes back to everything in moderation and my kids would love to just watch YouTube all day. They're only allowed to watch it Wednesdays and Saturdays is what we limit on YouTube. So it's like, again, I think this goes back to the purpose of today's topic being like how, what challenges we face how we're muddling through it and getting through it. There's no right answer. I think you have to figure out what works for you. And sometimes you evolve, right? Um, I have a friend who just shut off YouTube completely. Um, I tried to, I've uninstalled it 
and then the kids reinstalled it on our smart TVs. And we have Sony Bravia smart TVs. I don't know what other people have, but there's not a mature, uh, I shouldn't say mature because that's probably not the right, the product maturity, if anybody who's a product manager out there um, of TVs aren't, it's not there. So I have YouTube set to be password protected on one TV and they can, if you access a YouTube show from the shortcuts on the homepage, it bypasses that. So if you open up the YouTube app, you have to enter it. But if you just pick a clip from YouTube, it gets you in. So like none of that stuff is working properly. So I've been one of those where I've really tried to let other things police it so I don't have to. And those things always fall short for me. Um, in general, my kids love to video game for different reasons. Beckett, who is eight, can go into the Roblox, like, I don't know, black hole for hours, not move his body, um, and just can just spend just a ridiculous amount of time in there. And that's, that's not appropriate. I notice his behavior changes. Um, I notice he gets more hyperactive. And so part of it for me has just been paying attention to my kids. And at that age, they can't regulate. Right, Jess? I mean, that's the hard well, part I, is the well, kids I aren't love, old enough to regulate some of them. Um, I love what you were saying in the um, part two Untamed podcast that you noticed that your kids, when they play video games, they're not, it's not filling their cup. Like it's something that they oh, enjoy sure. doing, but you're noticing. So it's like noticing, I think for anyone, it's like noticing the behavior, noticing the behavior. And then I'm concerned about their behavior. And so like we said, okay, you don't get a habit. So we try to not allow it, or we set up time limits around it. Or what we're doing right now with Giovanni and, and YouTube is he earns YouTube time. He has to do certain things to earn YouTube time, practice piano, play board game, you know, just have a balance of different yeah. time. Yeah. And then um, I want someone in the same room with him. Yeah. And like we've had, I've had friends. I know that on YouTube, you can just click, 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 click. And then all of a sudden be watching something completely like adult content, completely inappropriate for a long time. Giovanni was able to have um, YouTube kids. Um, but, but now we just, um, he has to work to earn YouTube time. And then we, someone has to be in the room with him. So we are monitoring what he's watching. So now what about, so what I have done, let's just hit on some other topics. And really, I think, um, you know, we can, I, I didn't include this um, too much previously when I was doing my research, but one of the things I do is all of our YouTubes across our house are all logged into my Gmail account so that I know what's being watched. And then, yeah, I have it set to restricted mode so okay, that yep. they can't do the content stuff, which is very annoying sometimes when I'm trying to, you know, like watch how to install a dishwasher, something or other, right? I'll be like restricted mode and I'm, I have to like turn it off. That's pretty easy to do. And I don't know if, if, you know, I just don't know what people are and aren't aware of, but I find that turning on restrictive mode does block the mature content. Plus I've only allowed my kids to watch shows from people that we, they, that we subscribe to. If you've ever watched the social dilemma, again, part of this is that's why I think, you know, government wise or advocates 
are really pushing for governments to do the government to do things about like punishing Facebook and Google or setting some sort of accountability because because they're you know, creating collecting data and creating algorithms. yeah the whole social media part is like I've told the kids like the when you go if you watch a show and then it shows the recommended that's going to set you down a rabbit hole of stuff that's going to force you to do things because they think you like it. And I was like, don't, you know, I'm always like, go back to the main menu. Don't ever right. watch recommended right only go to your subscribed. You. Yeah. So that's something that I'm trying to teach the kids. I also don't allow everyone's different, right? I don't allow um, my kids to watch TikTok. Like Wes is not allowed on TikTok. I just recently installed the app for myself, but He's not allowed to do it. He can do Snapchat, which I know there's not a lot of monitoring on, but it seems more benign to me because there's not, you're only talking to people that you know, or I'm, I monitor that part. I think, um, and you talk about COVID, Gabby was able to get, get we Gabby got TikTok because that was how she connected with her cousins from Kansas. That's how she was connecting with friends. It was making mm -hmm. videos and connecting. Um, and then um, I, I've disabled TikTok. I don't, Dominic is able to get TikTok because my husband, their father sends them TikToks, at least two TikToks a day. And then he's able to get on it. And like, it says like, like add a minute, add a minute. I don't know how he's getting on it. I, I'm still troubleshooting on how. <laughs> well, but you have to do like what you're comfortable with, right? And if, if you're- right. Or like Roblox, Dominic that. got Roblox because of COVID because we were on lockdown and, his, and I did not allow Roblox. Dominic was allowed to have Roblox. Giovanni is still not Roblox because that's a social media. That's a, to me, that's a social media game. Whatever you, to me, if you can interact, that's social. There are whatever. chat windows so, in that, like you really have to monitor right. your kids or right. know what. And so and Gio's not allowed to have it. Dominic is allowed to have it. Um, and so I think it's knowing your kid. I do yeah. have different rules for different kids. And, yeah. you know, Gabby, I'm not, Dominic is, is a kid that could get on a computer and sit there for 12 hours. And then when you would say, get off, he would say, I just got on and have no idea, like with any screen. So he's the one I, I notice more behavioral stuff with that I really, really have to be on everything for him. Um, and then uh, for Giovanni, he just doesn't, cause Dominic has a phone now. Um, and so for Giovanni, he doesn't have a phone. So he has to ask permission to do anything. So it's easier to monitor, right? I, you know, be, when I was at, you know, when I worked with kids who are therapists, I saw, Worst case scenario, Gabby got Snapchat at like 13 because she was crying to her, her dad because her team had um, all these inside jokes and everyone was on the same loop or whatever. And she had no idea what was happening. And um, so she was missing out on some things. I saw so much stuff happening with bullying and screenshots and crazy stuff with Snapchat and Instagram. Um, that I was really pretty cuckoo about it. And then Gabby was able to get Instagram for, um, she can have a private account um, when she turned 14. But it, uh, she has to do stuff for softball to kind of create a resume and promote herself and for coaches to see her and stuff. Um, and so again, um, I'm not fully comfortable with everything, but it's, it's hard, right? You have to do with what you're comfortable with, what is expected, what, um, other parents are doing, um, what is in your ability to monitor, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we can't, like you're saying, like I'm trying to get Dominic's computer with parental programs and restrictions and it wasn't working. And it's like, well, I don't have time to watch a two hour video on how to do it. So I'm gonna have to set that aside and 
get back to it another time. It's just like things are happening so fast. It's hard to always stay on top of it. Oh yeah. And I, for, for Wes, he has a phone. So he is 12 now. He has a phone and an iPad and then they have, he has, you know, PS4 for gaming too. And they both, both kids use iPads to do Minecraft and Roblox. Wes found a way to pair the PS4 controller to his iPad. So like, that's the only way he like games on his iPad. I installed parental controls on all of their devices. And at one time we even had, I was like super locked down because we could, our um, internet router, you could shut down the internet on devices. And so I would just like shut stuff down. You could schedule, you could do all the things. And then I added parental controls onto that, which then created a lot of like things getting shut down. It was way too much. You can like, I didn't know what I was doing. Since then, um, I've just really played around with a lot of the parental controls apps and things, but that's for really Apple devices more than anything. The when I was installing some of these, it would be great. It was working for a while, especially as school started, right? Because they're going to come home and they're working on things, or maybe they even need their devices to like do homework and stuff. But I wanted to limit them on other apps, and so I added parental controls, which works for a while, and all of a sudden it would be like. Wes's iPhone's not checking in. It hasn't connected in like a week. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. And then I found out he was just deleting all the parental control apps that I was installing. Yeah. Well, I think that's, and that's kind of like what I was alluding to, right? Like it's almost a full-time job to stay on top of the apps and know and have the tech smarts and tech savvy to do all that stuff. And so sometimes I, I'm like old school and I just take the device. Right. So I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, yeah. So sometimes we'll go on like a diet where it's like everyone put everything in, um, for summer, I take all the TV remotes and I take, um, the phones and tablets and I hide them and they have to send me videos that they did their chores. And then I'll tell them where I hid them. I'm sure a super yeah, savvy I, do. I hide stuff like buttons and do I hide stuff so all the time, just like hide I have remotes. infinite hiding hide places. Things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I hide so, stuff all the time. I just um, have to remember where I put them. Yeah. But that's like super old school. Right. And I think really it's more about, I think about balance. Are they getting outside? Are they exercising? Are they yeah. socializing? Are they being creative? Are they doing other things? And if they have a balance of, of interacting with other children and doing other things, um, then I think, you know, you, you can allow that in a way that you're comfortable with. Yeah. I think it goes back to, you know, what makes your kid happy, like truly happy, bringing them joy, being in tune with that, going back to untamed. Right. And, taking that and then just monitoring if what they're doing is bringing them joy or ultimately you know causing frustration how many times have your kids gotten frustrated and were crying and like throw the ipad down on the ground because they couldn't figure something out and that's not bringing them joy that's they're feeling something that they're processing that's not good they shouldn't that absolutely should not be that can't be good for them if they're getting angry and doing that you know yeah yeah so that I, happens, I think kind of depending, but that, I mean, I'm pretty, I think you are too, but I'm pretty pro technology, but like, if that weren't happening with the iPad, they would be throwing the Uno deck or flipping over the chessboard, or, you know, like some of that is also developmental. Like you're talking about emotionally regulating. I think every child learns that kind of at a different speed when you asked earlier about Beckett. And I think that's, that's important too. And if, and if we're just like leaving it up to the device to shut down or not really monitoring, physically monitoring in the same room as them, we're not going to know 
if they're freaking out or screaming or mad or whatever. And so I also like yes. to have yes. um, like their phones. Gabby's has different roles now because she's at a different stage in life. Right. But Dominic's right. phone has to stay downstairs. Things have to be downstairs. He can't yeah. go in his room and close the door and have a tablet or anything like that. Like things need to be out in the open. Um, and then I try to go over, we've talked a little bit before, but over search history, like yeah. are they looking up sexual things? Are they looking up things um, that are concerning self-harm, suicidal things, br- searching their browser history um, and, and, and asking if they have any questions, um, talking about it. You know, we had some scares with browser history. And so it's more like, um, if you have any questions, come to us. Who can yeah. you go to with questions? Yeah. Um, we can't just Google something and think that that's the right answer. We have to make sure that we have some trusted sources that aren't just Google. Who are your trusted sources? Um, and so we've had those conversations too. Yeah, great points. And you know, one of the things that you guys, if you read our blog post after we, um, if you listen to this episode, one of the articles we refer to is I really like the article from the New York Times, and I reference it in the post, which is how and when to limit your kids technology. And it really took it. It provides some guidelines in different age brackets that I thought were really appropriate because it takes it. It the the groupings was under two, two to five, six to twelve and teenagers, which I think are the right groupings because my kids are between the six to twelve age. And so they're similar, very, very similar in terms of what we're doing. Um, but I agree, like Gabby's a teenager, right? And so you're starting you need to give you have to hold them accountable so they can learn and kind of self-police ultimately, right? I mean, that's part of what you want to do. Yeah. And I think I think that um we just, it's important to be mindful of our children's media use, you know, and mindful of, of, you know, like you're saying TikTok, you don't like TikTok um, because you're mindful of, of that and that how it impacts your kids. I have a friend, they took, they were noticing their daughter having like an increase in an anxiety and depression and they took off TikTok, huge difference, right? Like different yeah, apps. That's what differently. I agree. I and, think monitoring yeah. those things is really important. You know what I mean? Like know what they're watching and how they're watching it and and noticing, hey, you know what? We introduced a, whatever, a first person shooter game. And now my child seems more aggressive. Maybe we need to reduce that. And, you know, we're the parent. You're the parent. And if you say no, take it away. And if they scream, oh, well, I don't I listen you know, to. Whatever. Yeah, I listened to an article that said, like, I don't use any parental controls and I don't limit my kids technology and everything's fine it's deeper than that. So in that article I read, the woman was like, I make my kids go outside. They're at day camp all day. Well, yeah. I mean, if your kids are outside at day camp all day, then, you know, you're already kind of setting limits. So I think, you know, anything you, you have to figure out what works for you. I think we've always, you know, we advocate for people to seek their own information, right. And go out there. And I think a lot of what we we want to do is provide that. Yeah. And I think we work from home. You and I work from home. And so in the summer, our kids are home or when school's out, you know, they're home. And so I think when you're a parent who has all these responsibilities at home, um, you can't always be right. Watching everything they're doing and they're going to be going and on electronics and things like that. I mean, that's our situation. Right. And so that's why we are trying to set up 
right, all of these parental controls because um, the way that things are set up, we don't always have eyes on our children necessarily, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like you, I also think, right, just you, you don't have to do any of that. Just take it away. Have them go outside, you know, do all of these other things. So maybe we should just kind of quickly walk or talk through some of our recommendations or just ideas we had um, as ways as people are continuing to sort of sort through what works for them. Yes. I like one of my favorites. I probably said this 10 times was, um, a, you know, have them only allow screens in rooms where they can be monitored and consider making bedrooms technology-free zones. Yep, I think that's a great one. Another one is disabling web from your child's device, which is something I do. Um, there's a lot of ways to, to do that, but you can block search engines. You can also just, in general, block adult content and, and whatnot as well. Yeah, um, and, and like I've said, we set timers for devices, you know, um, just we can all lose track of time and get sucked into um, devices, screens, social media. So just setting timers. We just we use a smart speaker. We set timers all the time. Having them earn device earn time for their devices is another one. Um, I think you guys use that a little bit, right? I don't do that as yeah, much like anymore. They have to. It's like balanced. Uh, reading yeah. thirty minutes equals thirty minutes of screen time. Not mm -hmm. really, but you know what I mean. It's like you have to practice piano, do your chores, do all of these things, and then, you know, Gio will run down. How can I earn more YouTube time? How can I earn more YouTube time? And that's an opportunity. Okay, let's read. Let's do flashcards. We have to do a craft. We have to go do jumping jacks, right? And so he's he's conditioned that he it's not like automatic that he doesn't get to just wake yeah. up and. Yep. watch YouTube. He has to kind of earn it. And, you know, I think like considering no devices during school night. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah that's a big one yeah. for us too. And I, I think the kids are expecting that to happen, which is why they like want to race home on Fridays because they know they can get back, get back on things. Yeah. And um, like we've talked about just considering parental control apps. Um, we use Apple screen time. And we do have the Nintendo Switch parental controls. Um, there are other, I know I've had friends that have Circle. Um, there's a program called Bark. And, and Custodio. Um, and I've yeah, used Custodio. all three of those. Mm -hmm. And I really like Custodio the best. I think a lot of the parental control apps, and we're talking about apps that you either install on Apple and or Android devices, so it's just that. So like gaming compute, gaming consoles, totally different. Like there's no one size fits all unless you have a Wi-Fi um, system like Xfinity, you could pay five bucks a month and they you could have these controls. You could just shut off Wi-Fi in your house, which was really I thought that was awesome. Um, but we just recently switched that up. But all those parental controls have a lot of different pluses and minuses. There's a lot of trials. Just try stuff out, see what you like. But again, it's a lot. It ends up being a kind of a full-time job just to manage all that stuff. But I think, you know, um, that tablets, phones, technology is amazing, but I think it's just important that we recognize that it's a health issue, right? That for our children's health, that we monitor their use and create improved systems to keep them safe. Yep. Well said. And with great power comes great responsibility, which is also part of, I think, our job as parents. Totally. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com. 